Bad at Parties is sponsored by Abbey Art Seattle and the Ballard Homestead, music, arts, and community events for people of all ages and incomes. With reoccurring events including the Moth Story Slam, Cathedrals, and The Round, there's always an event when you're in Seattle. Check out Abbey Art's online calendar for intimate performances by many of the artists featured on Bad at Parties. Learn more about this nonprofit organization and how you can attend, volunteer, and host events at fremontabbey.org. Hey gang, this is Andy Zook, and you're listening to Bad at Parties, one-on-one conversations with artists at the corner of the party. Photographer and coffee genius, Reed McCoy, is on the podcast this week. Reed and I first met through coffee and discovered that our wives work together. As I got to know Reed and his wife, Connie, I learned that they had moved from Tennessee to Washington about a year ago to work on their photography. But as you'll hear in this episode, their plans did what plans often do and needed to be adjusted. I love this conversation and Reed perfectly describes something that I can so relate to. The challenging tendency as artists to view our own value as directly related to the quality and quantity of our work. This guy is an incredibly kind and amazing photographer. So if you want to take a look at his work, look it up on his portfolio at reedmccoy.net. That's R-E-E-D-M-C-C-O-Y.net. Okay, here we go. Reed McCoy. I would love that. I think that there's there's a great joy for a punk rock show in a really reverby place. Yeah. Like, I know that most people don't want that. I, like, super want that. Why? Um, well, I think it's just such a, like, the point of punk rock is to be, like, to, to just, like, be at, like, just be like, here it is. It is, I'm using what I have. I'm doing what I feel yeah. like I want to. I do not care. Yeah. Like, how you feel about that, um, you know, obviously there is some care in, yeah. like, I want to, to create something. I want to allow you to also feel that way. Yeah. If you do, and if you don't, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think that you doing something in a space like this would be, like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It would be super, super fun. Yeah. But no, it's super underused. That's a bummer. Yeah. Did you go to, like, punk rock shows? No, I mean, I was just, like, I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. just, like, I mean, I listened to hardcore music growing up, or not growing up, obviously, but, like, yeah. in... Now I that was, you're grown. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah. I mean, like, I've listened to it all, and now I don't, but it's, like, yeah, I had a lot of friends that went to those shows, and I went to hardcore shows, and mm-hmm. the whole thing, and, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I can totally see that. The The last one that I went to was... Um, Under Oath came out and yeah. played Soto. They did like their reunion. Yeah. It was so So fun. I saw them on their farewell tour. Did you? Yeah. Uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was nuts. It was totally bonkers, but it was like, it was a great show and. That's like, so funny. What did you, do you, as you look right now, look like that then? I mean, besides the beard, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, my hair has always been short. I've always, like. I've been 130 pounds since, like, freshman year of high school. <laughs> and before that, I weighed less. And yeah. I mean, I, like, Grant, my twin and I, like, saw thrice a couple times in Atlanta. and Love it. Um, 
I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Under Oath was crazy. That's so fun. It was it was pretty commercial when we saw the, oh, really? their like full show. Mm-hmm. Um, they played, and who opened for them? It was, oh, I can't remember. It was like Rise Against. Or no, it was like a very like ambient kind of like all instrumental, but with the kind of a feel of like if if there was no vocals to like um, American football or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's super gonna bother me. But um, no, it was it was very like it's all just people in their thirties and forties who listened to it in high school, and now they're there, but they're also not like getting crazy or moshing super hard because yeah. they're like, well. Gotta, you know, <laughs> gotta I'm fucking old. At, at nine a.m. <laughs> yeah, I, wanna, I mean, kids thank and... God. I think it was a Friday night. So, yeah, but I felt <laughs> I felt terrible that next day. Oh really? Yeah, Did I was you... screaming my head off, and yeah. I was just like out there. But I wasn't going like at like I was at like two percent compared to what I was like in high school. Yeah, where it was just like wall of death. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I don't think I like I. Yeah, I never did that, and I never actually moshed, but, mm-hmm. like, at Thrice, at the Thrice show and at the Enro show, like, it was just, there's so many people packed into those shows because they were sold out every time I went mm-hmm. that everybody was just pushing for, like, three hours straight. Yeah. So it's just, like, everybody's, like, just moving, and it's, like, you're in a big sweaty mass for... So did you get into hardcore and, like, metal music because you were, like, I know that I got connected to it because, like, I was listening to Christian music, yeah. and then I found, like, Christian metal and was like, there it is, and it's really good. There's, like, yeah. lots of, like, it's the one genre of Christian music that was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. No. Uh, my older brother was into it, <laughs> and he he wasn't necessarily, he wasn't a Christian until, like, actually, like, very recently. Mm-hmm. Um... So he was like, hey, I know that you and Grant, like, go to church a lot. And he was never weird about us going to church. He just, like, all of his friends just didn't. So I think that he just didn't. Um, But he's also an extremely nice guy and Mm -hmm. very caring. And all the characteristics of, like, yeah, I would connect with these people, but my friends aren't there. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was like, hey, I know you, you guys are Christians, like, you should listen to Under Oath or listen to... Sure. I mean, Plea for Purging. I don't know if you ever listened <laughs> to them. Um, but they're also... They were Christian-ish band, and they were in Nashville. So, like, right. whenever someone's in your hometown, you're like, yeah, that's yeah. my band. Yeah, totally. Uh, if they're, they were from Nashville. Yeah. Nice. Totally. Um, and they had come out with an album called Depravity, and it was, like, all about how the lead singer just felt very distant from God. Hmm. And it was, like, their previous albums were, like, very, like, praising God and feel very close to him. And then this one was, like, I, like, haven't felt you. Hmm. And, like, I, you are a very distant memory. And it was just, like, a whole album about that. Yeah. And I think that whenever that album came out, I was probably going through, I think it was, like, freshman year of high school, and that was a really rough year for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, okay, I, like, this fits my mood. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's just, like, of course, music fits your mood. Totally. As time goes by, and it kind of changes with whatever you're feeling. Yeah, you can say, like, that once represented this, and now it represents something else. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think especially, like, that, like, darker, 
quote unquote darker music mm-hmm. that you use to get through a phase for sure has the makes it something that can represent so many different things because you have been able to see it when you're really upset and when you're starting to feel better um, similar to like a relationship with somebody who's been with you through dark and better yeah. times and you're like I I want you around me all the time yeah 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 absolutely mm-hmm. so like that's definitely where plea for purging or plea like for purging plea for purging that was like the first one probably and then I don't know we just kind of kept listening to it here and there and then thrice was like I don't know how familiar you are with thrice but yeah. like they come out with or whenever they came out with the Alchemy Index with mm-hmm. those four EPs, yep, that was when like, man, that was crazy because like I I remember the mo when they dropped like when I first listened to Digital Sea off yeah. of the Water one, yeah. it was like w- this is so different than like Artists in the Ambulance oh, or something yeah. like that. It was just mind blowing. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, it makes so much more sense knowing Dustin Kinsey's like when I heard his solo stuff and being yeah. like, oh, that's the person who can write both of these things. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was crazy. I think that was like one of my first like genre is a silly concept mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. Yeah. And also like a band has to always sound the exact same way every single time they yeah. write an album. Yeah. I mean, they early on lost a lot of their following when they went from like their kind of black metal sound to kind of more... You know, rock, pop, metal. Yeah. 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 Dude, I, I could listen to that shit all day. Yeah. Any day. Like, that, I like, metal and, like, emo stuff is still, like, that's what I'll go to every day. Yeah. And I'm still, like, right now it's been interesting finding newer, are you, like, finding stuff like that still? Uh, no. I mean, like, yeah, the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't really... I have found that I don't really look for new music hmm. the older that I get. Like right. my It's a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I still get really excited about bands that I used to love or right. love and they're still releasing new things. Mm-hmm. Like Manchester Orchestra. Yes. Like they're about to drop a new album mm-hmm. and like all of the stuff that they're they've been releasing, it's been incredible. And also I am a huge sucker for incredible music videos and just like incredible videography mm-hmm. whenever things are beautiful and just like in, just so well shot and yeah. like yep it's gonna for no reason it's gonna like gonna bring me to tears mm-hmm. and it's just like okay yeah i can get behind manchester orchestra still yeah absolutely did you did you ever watch like um fuse was that like a thing it was like at, it was like the i think it was like the canadian version of mtv but it was oh, like yeah. exclusively music videos yeah yeah yeah. It was a wonderful thing. <laughs> it went the way of MTV eventually where it went reality because I'm sure that's what makes the money. Yeah. But I would, like, come home from school and just watch yeah. Fuse because I loved music videos. Like, yeah. I would watch so many music videos. Yeah. It was kind of one of those things where if I was that, if I had that access now, but I also had, like, the technology that's mm-hmm. cheaply accessible, like mm-hmm. digital cameras and iPhones and things like that, like, I would have been so... Like, I think I would maybe be more into, like, videography than I was into music because I loved stuff like that yeah. so very much. Do you have a... Do you think that you have a creative mind for those kind of things of, like, seeing or listening to a song or hearing a story and being able to put that into a video? I, I think I do. I don't think that by any means I have, um, 
worked really on, you know, crafting that sure. into a skill. I did like, like when I, I moved out to New York and I've talked to you about that before, mm-hmm. like after college, I moved out there and I spent some time with like a DSLR, mm-hmm. um, as a Canon that all, that was, I think it was like the T3. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to do like HD video as well. Mm-hmm. And then I would each kind of leg of my trip, I would then say, great, I did a bunch of video. I would then set that to music kind of at night once I was done driving or if like I was kind of just sitting around in a town I'd never been to and I yeah. wanted to work on something yeah. because I've just been sitting there driving and I couldn't just be like, I'll go to a bar. Like I was like, I need to create. Yeah. And so that was a good way to do that. And that was mm. super fun to engage in like a medium I'd never really engaged with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did yeah. you, did, cause I've seen a ton of your photography, but mm. like, did you do any like videography as well? No. And that's been something that like I've, I mean, I've thought a lot about, and I think that, I think that it is an extremely daunting thing for me to try to take on mm-hmm. because I still don't feel like I, I have like, figured out photography enough that like I'm able to move on to something new sure um and that's I mean this is similar but different that's kind of how I feel about coffee and wine Hmm. or coffee and beer or whatever like I still don't feel like I have a strong enough grasp in coffee right to move on to wine and really start learning that as well Hmm. um because I I, which is like relevant because you just moved into the new coffee shop where you're yeah. Engaging with lots of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Even like when Connie started there and like I was, we were drinking wine at mm-hmm. least once a week and yep. just like try something new. Sure. It's like, this is great. But I also just spent eight hours critically analyzing all the coffee I made. Yes. So I'm just going to like drink a couple glasses of this mm-hmm. and enjoy my night and then go to bed. Yeah. It's, it's so tough. Uh, I mean, similarly, our wives, them like meeting each other. And it was so funny because, uh, I wanted to kind of talk about this because I think it's so great that uh-huh. you and I met each other, mm-hmm. me going into your shop and then realizing, oh, our wives work together. Yeah. Like after the fact. Yeah. I think it's great. I still love it. I yeah. think it's the greatest story. Oh, it's great. It's super cool. Um, but like Heather would definitely have that thing, that same process where like she would come home with wine and especially like if I've been doing something creative, mm-hmm. um, it can be hard. It can be really hard to engage with that because there is, similarly to if you're developing, I thought about this a lot with, with food. If, like, if you're developing your ear to, mm. to better hear music and mm-hmm. better understand things, if you're training that, you're similarly training your taste buds. Mm. And it's a, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a, it's a muscle and it gets worn out. Yeah. 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 So I think that all of that to say with videography that like, I think that out of almost all art mediums, I think videography, when it's done very beautifully, because I think that, like, visual aesthetics, when they're, like, uh, steered towards beauty, I think that that's when it really moves me, and that's when Mm. I'm, like, really inspired by. I think that that's such a huge and daunting thing that I'm, like, I I don't think I could ever create something that beautiful. Mm. Um... And with, like, photography, and particularly with film photography, because that's what um, I've been doing since, like, before college Mm -hmm. a little bit, and that's what I feel like I really work best with. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's just something about it that are like, how am I ever going to replicate this sure. into videography? Because there's something about whenever I shoot, whenever I do a shoot, like it's really hard to describe that I, the way that I pro or approach it is like, I, I won't take a shot unless it, it just doesn't feel, unless it feels right. Absolutely. Um, and that can lead to getting like five shots and me being like, okay, I, I, I'm very happy and we can, we can be done. Yeah. Um, whereas with clientele work, that doesn't necessarily yeah. translate very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and in turn, like, they're like, no, we don't, we don't want you to shoot film. Like you can just shoot it all on digital. It's like, but I, but the work it, that it won't come out as good. You'll have a lot more. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, say, it's like when you serve a meal and they're like, no, we want, we're okay sacrificing quality for quantity. Yeah. Like catering a wedding or something. Similarly, like you do, you were doing a lot of that client work was for weddings. Mm -hmm. And it'd be exactly like that if they're like, if you're like, great, I can make these amazing pizzas. <laughs> I can make these wood fire pizzas. They'll be great. And they're like, that's fine. Don't do them with the fire. Just do them in these ovens. You'll get them done faster. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, yes, it will be faster and you'll have more. It will not be as good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I think that that makes sense. I think that, um, so going back to that idea of kind of just pausing and holding mm. before taking that mm -hmm. photograph, I think that that is the when I first started in photography, before I got a digital one, I also, like, I haven't done a lot of photography. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I had a film camera. And I think that that's such a great thing to do because it has a limited quantity. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of have, you know, as a kid, you're just like, snap, 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 done. Oh, it's all done. I took all the photos. <laughs> I did it. Like, it's like emptying the rounds yeah. into the world. Um, but, but when you're done with that, uh, or when you're actually like an adult and you have these limited elements and you're like, okay, what is worth this? Mm. And I think what's great is not the, it's like, it's the silence between the noise is like the moments where you're like, is this the moment? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Is this the moment? No. But all that time, it's like an activity of mindfulness. I mm -hmm. feel like to just be present. Mm -hmm. It's, I feel like it's one of the first activities of mindfulness that I ever engaged in. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, I don't know, I, um, you know, that whenever people go on trips, they always want to take their cameras and take a bunch of photos so that they can share them with people, and I, growing up, I traveled a lot with my, because my mom was a flight attendant, and mm -hmm. my brothers and I were, like, very, I mean, spoiled is, like, in a very blunt term, mm -hmm. a blunt way to put it, but, like, we were just we got to take some incredible trips. Sure. Being, being young, like, I mean, we traveled to Colorado all the time from Tennessee just mm -hmm. to, like, visit family and go skiing. Or in middle school, we took a couple of trips to Italy. And, and in high school, we took a trip to, like, London for New Year's mm -hmm. as our Christmas present. It's just like, wow. my mom's like, hey, instead of Christmas presents, do you guys want to take a trip? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're... Where have we thought that might be cool? And mm -hmm. it's like, uh, I guess London. So cool. Um, so with that, it's like, 
with or with those trips, I've always taken photos because um, that was when I was like first getting into photography, mm-hmm. and that was digital, all digital stuff. And sure. And it's a place where you see people doing it, and yeah. you want to mirror that. You're like, oh, I want to do what other people are doing. Yeah. I want to take photos. Yeah. And then, but slowly realizing that just over the years that, like, I'm coming back from those trips or even smaller trips with friends or whatever that, like, I've got hundreds of these photos. Maybe, maybe a fifth of these are good. Yeah. What I'm <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, and if I... But I also felt like the whole time I was, like, stressed out about finding, like, getting the right shot. Right. Um, and that has led me to, like almost completely removing my or completely removing the photography aspect from trips yes um because it's like yes i can take these beautiful photos and i could probably stress myself out a lot to try to get a really great shot but at the end of the day do i really want to know what that side of or that one tree looked like in the redwoods Mm -hmm. and it's like I have that memory pretty ingrained in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I feel like it, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that this is the concept, this is like this idea of of art form as, you know, is it something that you are distracting and filling space with? Mm -hmm. Or is it it play and is it joyful and is it it good? Is it enhancing the moment? Um, And I think that people do that, you know, you, you put in your headphones, and so you're not actually there in the space hearing all the sounds around you. Yeah. Um, we, we watch videos instead mm-hmm. of looking around and see, looking out the window as you're flying on the plane. Like, all yeah. these things that can be beautiful things that are art that was created by mm-hmm. someone, but it's very easy. It's like, it's like desserts, mm-hmm. you know? You can, it's like, yes, this is a delicacy, this is wonderful, but also we live in the day and age where you can buy 10 cakes and eat them all right now. And that's how we consume yeah. our art. That's how we consume our, yeah. where you're not even really experiencing it. It's yeah. just going through us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, even, even since moving from Tennessee to Seattle, which we're like coming up on a year on that, like, I know we moved here with the full intention. August, of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like end of August, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but like we moved here with the full intention of working with some friends of ours doing photography full time. I remember that. Um, and it, and we did do that. Like we were doing it kind of as a trade because they were letting us live in their apartment very generously while we were looking for a place and trying to find part-time jobs to fill in the gaps. Um, and it just got to the point where it was so, so, so stressful that like, Yes, we created some beautiful things in those, like, mm. short time period, but it was, like, this is kind of the reason that I dropped out of art school was because, like, I, yes, I'm making really great work in school and I'm getting A's and my professors like it, mm-hmm. but I don't like it. Mm. And it's, like, it is only um, cathartic to a certain point. Like, yes. um, yeah, these are, like, in art school, like, I'm working through some emotional things or memories that, like, I need to work through, but, like, I was also beginning to realize, like, once I came up with the idea of, like, yes, this is what I'm going to do for this project, 
I didn't feel the need to produce it. No. It was like, oh. Right? Don't you, like, you're like, I, I, the point of figuring this out was to discover this within myself and say, like, oh, I thought about a thing. Yeah. And if you really care, like, if you really think, like, this is something that people can't receive unless I do it. Yeah. And then they also experience it. Yeah. That's, you know, that's important. Yeah. But there's also sometimes when you're like, oh, here's how it could be done. Well, shit, I could just go tell them. Yeah. Hey, what if it was this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Sometimes it's just that. Yeah. Like, I'll think about that when I'll be, like, writing a song. and be like, oh, here's this concept. And I'm like, is this song the best way to represent that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know, the big picture there being, like, what is enhancing my quality of life? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do I actually want to be doing with my time? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, it came down to, in art school, me realizing, like, I don't enjoy this anymore. I'm, so I dropped out, and I started doing photography full-time. Mm-hmm. I, that, that semester when I should have been taking finals and being stressed out about, stressed out about school, I was, like, traveling took a couple of trips to New York with a friend of mine to shoot weddings and engagement photos mm-hmm. and just, like, flew to L.A. to shoot another friend's photos. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, I'm enjoying this again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I needed. And then, so, whenever we moved here, it was, like, just always stressed out and thinking about photos and the direction of this, like, small magazine that we were, that our friends were running and, like... Mm-hmm. This isn't. This is their passion, and yes. this is something that they care very deeply about. And I, that's great. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not. If it's if I don't feel like I want to work my ass off to like figure this out and do it, then that's not fair to them, mm-hmm. and it's not fair to myself. No. And I want to. If I, I want to. If I want to enjoy photography, I need to step away completely. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of like in. February, we took a trip home to Tennessee mm-hmm. just to visit family, and then came back and realized like I need I need to just work full time, and not even worry about my website or yeah. worry about my social media of like posting new photos or worry about stuff for them and like that was both being able to work full-time and not worrying about that, it was a weight that I didn't even realize was on my shoulders that was immediately lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then only in the past, like, month or two, like, just picking up my camera and, like, taking photos of Connie, like, mm-hmm. whenever we finally felt like our home felt like our home. Right. Like, getting furniture in there, getting art on the walls or whatever, and just, like, let's just take, like, photos yeah because uh the type of film that i shoot is um so the traditional film is like 35 millimeter mm-hmm. or not traditional but the one that most people know sure uh and then there's a larger format called 120 film hmm. that basically is like it's like shooting 360p videos mm-hmm. to 1080p yeah so sure. it's like this size quality to like just yeah you're just, it's like increasing the pixel amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. absolutely it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the camera that I use for that is also just incredibly beautiful for the photos that it produces. So, like... What is it that you're using? Uh, it's a Pentax 6x7. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 6x7 is the ratio that the photos are. So, mm, it's okay. like 6 
inches by seven inches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like almost a square. Almost square, yeah. But it's like just enough of a rectangle that it, it always You can crops. still get like that portrait or you can still get like that, yeah. Like slightly a landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to show it to you sometime. Yeah. But it's, it's just this ginormous camera. <laughs> like it's bigger than my head. Mm. Like I kid you not. And it weighs probably... I'm terrible at guessing weight, but maybe 10 pounds. Yeah. Um, and just looking through it. Um, Who needs to be good at guessing weight? Just as like a side note. Like what's, what skill? You know when people are like, I'm really good at this? It's two like, and a half. So what? You're mm. not going to win a pig. You're not going to go to the fair. You don't know. Mm, that pig's 29 pounds. It's you, your pig now. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You, you, could, you could win millions. Could win millions. Well, I couldn't because I fucking suck at guessing yes, weights. <laughs> but we could both be training for that right now and win a We're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> We're training our taste buds instead. Yep. How much weight does this taste like? Uh, <laughs> How much weight does yeah, that taste like? Yeah, eight ounces. Like? <laughs> That's not a measurement. <laughs> Great. Good job. You did it. Uh, anyway, sorry, this is stupid. Uh, the camera. The camera you uh, were talking about. So you and Connie, you were just like, one day hey, let's take, like, some photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, like, there's just been little instances through the past couple months where it's taking photos at home or we just got a puppy and, like, taking mm-hmm. photos of her or just, like, um, slowly but surely, like, realizing, like, like th- I really enjoy this thing still. Um, but the first time I picked up my camera, was, it was, like, maybe three months after I decided to, like, just give it a break. Yeah. And it... It was a very strange thing because it felt like a distant, familiar memory of like, mm-hmm. oh, this used to be my like used to be my identity. Absolutely. Since like middle school. Yeah, I don't, th- I I don't know how to tell you how completely I understand that and how much I hear this, and yeah. I, I that that I don't know what it is. Maybe this is always happening, but I feel like it's happening right now a lot where yeah. people where I'm seeing artists recognize that their value was tied to the quality of their work. Hmm. Um, and I see that not only with artists, but with a lot of folks, people in their job, people yeah. in sports, or people uh, how, how much they care about like a car or something that's yeah. important to them, but like recognizing the value tie to these, these concepts hmm. um, and just saying like, this is who I am. Hmm. Uh, and uh, I can definitely relate to that, being like, if I'm playing shows, if I'm writing music, yeah. I am good. If I'm not, I am bad. <laughs> I am not a good person because I'm, and that's like yeah. not at all a joke. That yeah. is a true way that I felt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and just seeing that become a possibility. And I think that that becomes a possibility when you have models. I mean, that's one thing I love about talking about this with people is having more and more examples of here's another person who is able to find joy. Hmm by compartmentalizing and separating even at times and then coming back to it eventually and saying like, I am exactly this. I am so much bigger than the songs I play. I'm so much bigger than the photos I take or the the food that I make. Like I, those art forms are privileged by my engagement, Mm. you know? Mm. And I, I think that that can sound cocky and prideful and I think it is okay yeah i think it is completely allowed yeah i mean like you can only bring your music into the world right so like the word privileged is like it's not like oh, i'm gonna 
I'm just like they're gonna just cry at my <laughs> music and just be like, oh, you've like solved all my problems, Andy, by playing mm-hmm. these songs. But it's like, yes, I really like what you do, and I'm so glad that you have decided to produce another song, mm-hmm. or you've decided to do whatever in the same way that like, um, I don't necessarily enjoy shooting weddings at all. Right. But the idea of like some of my best friends like getting married and be like you know i would really love to shoot this wedding for you and do it for almost like free because i would love to just do this for you and have the opportunity to create them knowing me maybe well enough or long enough to know that like i create really beautiful things or like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna cheat them out of money or no i'm not doing it for myself or my my photography business like i want to do it because it's a gift. It's it's like a wedding gift to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a gift of like friendship and love of like, I just want to do this with you. And um, and I've been able to do that a couple of times. And it's just mm. a really incredible thing and feeling of like, I, I'm so happy to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Connie and I have done that together. Like we've also taken photos together of some some of our best friends' weddings, and it's mm-hmm. just, like, so great. Here's something I've seen within you and Connie that I, I would love to know if you think this is true or if you think I'm creating it, um, and I think that this is something beautiful um, and something that I am active, and maybe I see it because I'm striving for this and mm-hmm. I, in, like, more elements of life, mm-hmm. um, is um, looking at the accomplishments of someone else with the same pride that you feel for your own accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And I see you guys do that for one another. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a wonderful trait of a good marriage or, but um, I think that that's something that, you know, as we talk about moving away from associating yourself with your art and your value Mm -hmm. being described by that Mm -hmm. to a place where you can say like, appreciation is part of my value as well. Like, Mm -hmm. I am as good when I'm creating as when I am acknowledging this and having the ability to see this and say, wow, this, I am so happy that you made this. And that's a a big part of value and like Hmm. learning to do that Hmm. regularly. Do you, and I see that in you guys and I I would love to know, is that something that you feel like is true? Is that something you feel like you have worked on? Um, I think that like, Yes, that is something that we maybe have worked on, but not, I don't know if we've ever really even, like, acknowledged it to each other. I think that, um, just as a, as a note about me in general, like, growing, like, in middle school and high school, like, I didn't really, I didn't date until college, Mm -hmm. um, but I always, trying to figure out who I am as a person and who do I want to be. I distinctly remember seeing people treat other people poorly and saying, like, I don't want to be that person. Hmm. Treating girlfriends, boyfriends really poorly or, like, you're my property or Hmm. um, you're not really even my friend or even, like, or friends treating friends poorly. Mm -hmm. And I distinctly remember, like, I'm going to do the opposite of all these things because I want to be better than that. Right. 
not because I want to be seen as a better person, but I just want to be a better person because I know what it feels like to be treated like crap. Mm-hmm. And I know what it feels like to be underappreciated or, or even like friends not really valuing the things that I did for them or the, the abilities that I have. Like, um, like I've got some really close friends from childhood in Tennessee still that like don't really know anything about my life. Don't really even know anything about my photography mm-hmm. or why, like my approach or my thoughts about art or whatever. It's still just this blanket. Like Reed is a photographer. Reed reads art. Reed arts. Yeah, he he does these arty things, and yep. there he makes art. Let's send him things about Picasso. Sure. And it's like there's so much more of that. Right. Um, and there's a difference between that's not for me, but I like that you do it. And that's not for me. And I'm really not making any effort yeah. to, to care, let alone show any appreciation. Yeah. Like show any, um, interest of like asking you about it. Yeah. And I, I think I felt a lot of, and a lot of um, just I wish that people cared more mm-hmm. and in turn I think I just decided I want to be that person that cares more or I want to be the person that is like genuinely nice to people and be like mm. hey how are you doing today Yeah. and just like I've worked in the service industry for I don't know or like five or six years now and like that's always been the thing that I've strived to do is just genuinely take care of people because I know mm-hmm. what it feels like to be taken care of well. Yeah. Um, and in turn, I know what it feels like to uh, be appreciated by a friend. Right. Um, to look at someone's work or their, whether it's artwork, whether it's food, coffee, whatever, and be like, to express my actual genuine interest and try to talk to them about it. <laughs> so I think that maybe when Connie and I, I don't, I can't really say if it was a inerrant quality of our relationship mm-hmm. or of Connie or it was something that was inspired by the way I interacted with her. Like, I, I can't say sure. any of that because it's, none of those statements are fair or mm-hmm. like, because I don't know the truth. Sure. Um, but if anything, it's like, it is something we never think about. Because in friendship, if if you are not always trying to take care or um, be someone's friend, like mm-hmm. genuine friend, although you might have a really, really crappy day, mm-hmm. like, yes, your partner or your best friend or your roommate is going to listen to you, but also remember that they might have had a really, really crappy day too. And who knows, they might even top your crappy day with their crappy day. Mm-hmm. And you like to daily remind yourself that like, I need, I need to ask them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that is a very hard thing. And I don't think either of us do it perfectly. Sure. But I think it's, I mean, simply the fact that you've been able to work in photography together, you're, you're currently working together. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that's such a hard thing for relationships to look at is that idea of like, what if we work together? Like for a lot of people that wouldn't work well Mm -hmm. and there's good reasons, but 
at the same time, you know, I think just simply saying, um, why wouldn't we work well together? Yeah. Is it, am I consistent? Am I the same person with you that I am with other people? Like, Absolutely. does that carry through? I think some people are scared of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, with any, or with any part of Connie and I's relationship, I know that something within Connie's character is always uh, facing, like, problems within our relationship, mm. like, head-on. Yeah. Like, read what, like, what's going on? You're in such a weird mood. Whereas sure. in reality, it's like, oh, I, I guess I haven't eaten today. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I haven't Dude, drank any water. 99% of the time, it's I'm hungry. <laughs> and that's not, like, a sexist, like, men are always hungry. That's, like, fucking people are always hungry. Yeah. And that's probably why you're mad. You didn't yeah. sleep. Yeah, exactly. And, like... That's true for me. Um, and Connie, like, from day one was just, like, always, always calling me out on things. And it was never, like, Reed, why are you being a crappy person? Or, like, you need to treat me better. Or, like, go get me a glass of water or whatever. It's just, like, I just, I want to understand you better. Right. Um, And to continually try to remove the fear of, um, like, I don't want to know my issues or my problems. Or, like, I'm fine the way I am. Right. But rather, like, if I'm in a relationship with this person... For you and I, like, hopefully we will be with them for the rest of our lives. I would rather adapt every single day to improve our lives together mm-hmm. than say, no, I'm fine just sitting on the couch until you bring me dinner. Mm-hmm. And until you figure that out, like, if you don't figure that out, then I'm done. Yeah. But rather, like, hey, you cooked dinner, like, last night. Can I... Can I go to the grocery store and figure it out for us? Sure. And it's, but it's hard. You know, yeah. it's the death of selfishness. It's yeah. saying it would be pleasant if I could be as selfish as I want to. It would be very yeah. satisfying. It would be very immediately gratifying. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's not how the world works. Yeah. Like, and that's not... A, and I'm glad it's not how yeah. the world works. Like, it could be that way, but that would be, you know, that's an instant dystopian marriage mm-hmm. of like, oh, I'm not married to another person who also has needs that I can take care of. That's yeah. that's a machine. Yeah. That's a concept. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been, like, a huge part of our relationship. And then in turn the way that we work and in turn like the way that we have friendships with people like just always trying to be aware mm-hmm. of what's going on um for the sake of like bettering each other's lives and bettering people's lives around us or i would rather work my ass off so that one of my coworkers can have it a little bit easier of a time totally not so that i can say like, man i worked so hard like this person barely worked today they suck yeah but it's like yeah, I would rather, like, know for sure that I pulled my weight and maybe a little bit more if they're having a hard day. Like, sure. they don't have to worry about well, it. Well, and that makes for such a better work environment. That makes for such a better creative environment where yeah. it's a space where if you make a mistake, mm-hmm. you're not going to be shamed. Yeah. Instead, someone is going to step in and say, hey, is everything okay? Yeah. Not because I need you to change, yeah. but because this is out of the ordinary mm-hmm. and I want to be here and make help you get to what you where you need to yeah, be. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And I find that so much I, I love this within my band that I feel like it's very much a space where it's like 
we're constantly saying, hey, it's okay to make mistakes here. Mm. That probably means that you're trying something different, which yeah. is good. Yeah. And, and I think that that same thing can be true in any relationship. Absolutely. Like, there should be mistakes. There should be conflict. Mm. There should be those moments because you're not trying to do the same thing yeah. every single time. Yeah. That diversity is the joy of life. Yeah. But at the same point, constantly saying, hey, there was a mistake. Yeah. Is everything okay? You're allowed to make mistakes. I I don't know if you thought this is great. I didn't love this. You know, having yeah. that those open conversations yeah. and and being allowed to to have critique as part of that and yeah. like have that be healthy and not be just walking around on eggshells. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and critique is such a hard thing for me to like actually. In our relationship, it's been a long time coming that I think I actually I can take it well yeah. now. But with photography, I think mm. that's still a huge thing that's, like, hard. Isn't that so strange? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like I I can, I don't know, may, maybe it's just because I feel like I have such such a strong hold on what my interactions with people are because I've been working on that my whole life. Yes. But photography for maybe I'm 22, so maybe the past, like, five to eight years so it's like less than half my life and mm -hmm. um so that's a huge thing of like I'm very scared of critique and in turn maybe that's why I'm more comfortable doing it with just Connie sure I mean at the same time like it was something until really recently your value was directly tied to like that's you saying like yeah. my value is directly no, tied absolutely. to that and and I think that to say that that's completely cut off mm -hmm. from being tied to your value, it would be short-sighted. I'm sure that there is still elements of that, and I think that that would be evidence of that, to yeah. say, like, when I know that this is true with me with music, depending on who is critiquing it, if mm -hmm. I don't have, if it's not a safe relationship, that can be a very vulnerable thing for me because mm -hmm. then I feel like, hey, I don't like this part is... And that's because you're a bad person, you yeah. know? Again, it's that it's like it becomes such a sensitive thing. Mm -hmm. And it can it can really strike at the core. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think for me with photography, like, I don't think that I necessarily have had a lot of strong interactions with um, people maybe, like, kind of, like, showing me the way of, like, critique and then like how to take critique and develop work from there or fix work from there I think that I've always kind of been on my own yeah um which is very hard sure. um especially in a professional aspect yeah. of like how do I yeah how do I interact with this client or mm -hmm. and it's a hard thing with a lot of like the the creative mediums is like that if you're working with somebody else who's also a photographer very rarely is the goal, I want you to be better than me. Yeah. It's like, I want to I want to give you a critique to tell you how to get good, but don't get better than me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, and I think And I think that that's a real part of it. It's like, uh, I, I like you improving. It makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. But if you're doing something that I couldn't do, mm. now I have this anger that's associated with it. So I don't, I don't want you to do. Yeah. And so there's like this control that's yeah. associated with it. Like, I've definitely had critique where I'm like, I think you're giving me bad advice intentionally. Like, 
not maybe on a super conscious level, yeah. but I think that you're doing that because you want to help a little bit, but you also want to like rein me in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is worse. Which is worse. <laughs> it's crazy. And I think that that's the difference from marriage where this is somebody who wants you to be your best. Be better than me. I only win if you're yeah. better than me. Yeah. And then, and then you get to do the same for me. But, yeah. uh, and maybe, you know, I think that that could be a really great way where if that can translate into creative realms. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that just like being in a really great relationship, that those are few and far between mm-hmm. to actually find like professional photographer that's willing to take on someone new and let me show you the ropes and like hey i saw you do this thing last time that i actually really loved why don't you try it here right um and i've there are many photographers that do that i have followed for a while now that i love their work Mm -hmm. and i I can only fantasize about, like, what it would be like to work under them. Sure. And until I actually take that next step of, like, hey, Parker Fitzgerald, who's a photographer in Portland, Mm -hmm. um, I've always, always loved your work, and what would it look like, or could I ever, like, be an apprentice, or be an intern, or whatever you would call that. Yeah. Um, For the, like, and that's something that is still think about and consider yeah. like is it do I still want to be a photographer one sure. and if the answer is yes that's the guy I want to work on sure so in that idea you've got this I this concept of here's where I would want if if I said green light yeah I I would want it okay pause on that if the opportunity was presented to you today yeah you would take it yeah correct sure okay great yeah um so let's say that that is true because you are a skilled enough um, artist mm-hmm. that you could put yourself in the position where that was yeah. presented to you. Similarly, as if somebody walked up and handed it to you, maybe that person is just you handing it to yourself. Yeah. La- what is the what is the thing kind of preventing that or, or holding that back? Yeah. Um, it's not that I. I think that it's a lot of uh, a lot of doubt in my own abilities. I think that part of my mind, I'm still kind of convinced that all of the beautiful photos that I've ever taken have been luck, um, <laughs> and they've just happened. And mm-hmm. that I can see some of like my absolute favorite photos that I've ever taken, and it doesn't entirely register that I took them. Hmm. Um, which is just a weird psychological thing that I need to work through, but, and I don't know how to work through that, but, um, yeah, so part of it would be, like, I am not entirely convinced that I would, that they would take me seriously, and in turn, I would do well. Right, because it sounds like you're afraid that maybe you don't take, maybe, maybe it's not real. Yeah. Maybe it's fake. Yeah, and it's not like, it's not like I'm, hallucinate like I'm no but it's like but I I get that that's the doubt that's the voice as you're going to do something Mm -hmm. that's the thing that stops you obviously I've seen three people jump off the bridge and they all landed in the water safely I know that I can do that as well yeah but I still have this feeling and it will stop me and it's that fear it's that doubt yeah um man 
Yeah. I think that that's really interesting. Um, you said a second ago also that you're like, I don't know how to work through that, that kind of psychological concept mm-hmm. of, of how do I kind of get to a place where I'm okay with this and, yeah. and where I'm accepting this. But it sounds like you do because you said, I need to disassociate mm-hmm. from this for a bit and now I'm picking this up again yeah. and I'm playing with it and I'm interacting with it with joy and I'm not doing this yeah. in, a, in a realm of here's how I'm monetarily gaining from this, sure. but I'm just doing it in a way that is true and right for me. And I feel like that... You know, to say, like, my art is more valuable than the money it can generate. Yeah. And I need to make it impossible for me to generate money from it so that I can truly grow it. Mm. And, like, and like part of growing that being growing my conscious mind about how I feel about it and how I perceive myself. Yeah. Which is the vast majority of it. Little steps, little growths of mm. I'm better at framing this, I'm better at capturing light, I know how to use more tools, of course. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Sure. But that's just time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, with any problem in life, like, it's always multifaceted. And so another side of it is, do, do I want to do this as a profession? Sure. Um, like, do, would I rather pursue working coffee full-time for the rest of my life yeah like that is that is an avenue i could take absolutely um, or do i like woodworking has been something that i've been very interested in for a long time but i've never actually like even dipped my toe in mm-hmm. um and so it's like is that something that i would rather spend my time learning and maybe like maybe consider doing professionally or so it's like always it's not am I going to be good at it? It's, what do I actually want to do? Sure. And I... Getting windy out. (laughs) I wish I was out there. I know, we're going to get out there pretty soon. Um, Yeah. So it's not, I, like, so currently I'm feeling like I I do have a lot of avenues of things I I am interested in. Of course. Um, And it's, I don't feel that any of them are the wrong avenue. Mm -hmm. Which is something that I think people often feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I feel that. Um, so it's just a matter of, like, time of, yeah. all right, you know, I'm kind of tired of making lattes for people eight hours a day. Sure. And there, there's not really joy to that anymore. And, yeah, I enjoy photography, but working with really difficult clients is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, yeah, I could keep making tables for people mm-hmm. or whatever woodworking would be. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a continual conversation and exploration. So bef- we, we talked about this a little bit. We were talking right before the podcast because we were just sitting down in the, in the venue, which is a converted church. We were talking about some religious stuff and then we were talking about the band that were like Christian metal bands. So like this yeah. is probably the most religious concept that I've talked about in the podcast from like my own background and perspective, yeah. which was, or which is a, from a Christian like upbringing perspective. Yeah. But I had this, um, I feel like this is just so relevant. I was, and in, in no way am I like trying to teach you or tell you what to think, but I just felt like I had this 
um, conversation. I was hanging out with my dad yesterday, or this last week, um, cause, and he's a pastor, and mm. he was talking, and he's told me this story before, and he brought it up in relation to something that we were addressing before uh, as well, where I was talking about, you know, how I don't really feel associated with a lot of Christian religious beliefs. I mm. feel very disconnected from the vast majority of them, and mm. Some, some pain that's associated with that yeah. um, and also some freedom that's associated with that that's uncomfortable to talk about with him. Yeah. And he brought up the same idea. Um, I won't, I'm not going to really tie it into how it's related with that, but more to how it's related with what you're talking about. He always tells a story about when he was, um, he had finished up um, art school and mm-hmm. was doing that was doing like visual, uh, like, um, illustration for, mm-hmm. for medical journals and things like that. It was also mm-hmm. doing, it was really cool. It was also yeah. doing some uh, other design work um, for uh, this, I think it was a sculptor. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, probably, if he listened to this, he'll be like, nope, none of that's right. But he was doing <laughs> that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then he was also wanting to like do something that, that felt like less creatively like demanding and more like he could com- like build out this life for his family and like doing construction and like having more predictability and he was talking about, you know, just praying and saying like, what is the right thing for me to do? And like directly trying to be like, I'm talking to God. I'm talking to this higher power. What is the thing I'm supposed to do? And he's receiving this very strong message of, I don't care Mm -hmm. what you do. What I care about is you develop a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And that's been like a huge guiding principle within his life. Yeah. And I think that there is so much value and beauty, and I think that that is true. Everything yeah. about that is 100% true, and yeah. I receive that as well. And I, sure. and I think that that moment where you say, I could do coffee, mm-hmm. I could do photography, I could yeah. do any of these things, yeah. it doesn't matter what I do. Or yeah. like, I, I, none of them are bad. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I think that that can be scary to be like, but I have to eventually pick. Yeah. And be like... I don't think life works like that linearly. Yeah. It's going to be like, love, love Connie. Yeah. Love the people you interact with on a daily basis. Absolutely. Keep crafting. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes me so sad when I interact with middle-aged people or like people our parents' age or whatever, and them being at the same job for 20, 30 years, and they are so miserable mm. and so sad. And, like, something that my mom instilled with my brothers and I, like, pretty early on before we went to college, was, like, I don't really care what you guys do. Like, if you want to go to college, that's great. Like, but you don't have to study business. Like, that's, like, if you want to study art, to art if you want to switch a year after that to go do biology go do biology if you want to switch a year after that and go do something else do it as long as you're happy um and like to a certain extent she hasn't necessarily followed that in her own life but she made sure that we believed that and Hmm. instilled that into our own lives of like money really isn't money isn't important Mm -hmm. like bottom line it isn't as long as like you're eating enough and like you can take care of whomever you want to take care of and it's just enough rather than I need more Mm -hmm. then that gives you so much more freedom to do incredible things like 
do photography just for fun, yeah, it's expensive to shoot film photography, mm-hmm. but if I am leaps and bounds more happy to see the photos that I took of Connie or of friends or of trips, like, through film, okay, so be it. <laughs> um, and if I want to do woodworking and, like, I, what if I'm not good at it, but mm-hmm. I, like, I just do it, and then maybe 10 years from now I decide to do something else, like, to have the freedom to decide what to do with your life and say, like, th- like this is my life. Like, mm-hmm. that that statement has never really, like, resonated with me or made sense until recently. Like, this is my life, and I, sh- I can really do whatever I want with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like, like, I feel that same freedom that you feel of, like, or what your dad felt. Like, I don't really care what you do. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a relationship with me or that's what you're striving towards. Or you are also treating and loving people well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, thankfully, I feel that rather than, like, I need to go get a job at a hedge fund and, yeah. like, make a butt ton of money so yeah. that I can buy a nice car. And mm-hmm. Like, what's... Really, what's the point of that? Yeah. Um, well, so that people want to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. I mean, I got my wife, but, like, I need, like, 12 now. Right, it's not fucking them. It's people wanting yeah, to. Nice. Yuck. Yeah. Yucko. <laughs> Yucko. Cool, dude. I'm... This was this was some damn church. Yeah. True. Yeah. Cool, man. True, well, yeah. well, thanks for this. I'm excited to go out and... Have it be colder than it is. It's hot in this room. Yeah, and it's been I've been in an environment where it's been like a hundred degrees easy. Yeah, dude. All day, so. Thanks for doing this podcast. This is really Absolutely. fun. I like talking with you. I like being around you. I yeah. think you're inspiring. No, not inspiring. You're just a good friend. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, cheers. Great. Cheers.